Hello and welcome to the Body Surf Podcast with your budgie boys, Tim and Owie, hydrated by Hairy Man Brewery. And tonight we have an amazing guest lined up for you, Owie. Let them know what they've won. <laughs> Mate, oh, I'm, we're not going straight into it. We've got we to gotta introduce our guest here because he's a very, very special guest, as you said. Peter Sperling, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Happy to be here. Are you happy to be here though? Because <laughs> I, I feel as if a lot of uh, a lot of our guests aren't. They just do it uh, because we're the only people doing kind of body surfing chat. Oh, look, I put off other engagements tonight, <laughs> but um, I think I had something else on the speaking circuit. But um, anyway, Monday night, stop prime real estate. Yeah, that's right. Now, uh, Timmy, as you said, we do have uh, a huge. Uh, a huge bit of um, body surfing brilliance here right now mm. for the podcast. This oh, is yeah. this is huge. We've got it, the Patinga. We're giving it away, and uh, the votes are in. Are they though? The votes for the yeah, voting's voting's finished. I feel like we have a bit of a, a Trump Biden situation on nah, our hands. No, 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 no. It's uh, it's all finished, mate. The, uh, there's, the no, there's no fraudulent. Votes? No, no, there's no post-in votes, mate. The voting's closed. <laughs> it closed at 8pm. And uh, the final numbers, they're being crunched as we speak Yes. Uh, by executive EP uh, Wolfo. And we've got him on the line. Uh, he needed some time, though. I don't think he's ready. No, Wolf- no, no, he'll be right. <laughs> Wolfo, are you ready? I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> We're crossing to the tally room. He's he's working tirelessly to get this this counted for us. But uh, what a big prize this is going to be! So uh, let's give Fulfo a little bit of time. And I've got I've got I've got some filler before we get into Spurlow's interview because, uh, oh man, some people have been stitching up real good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> but um, last week we uh, we we did the Master Bait Boy Cup. Now this was huge. This was a big success. And uh, one of one of your sporting icons has been in touch with us, Oe. Oh, really? Yeah, they were very impressed by your call. Oh, the call. Do you want to hear what they had to say? Yes, I do. Hey, Oe, it's Big Bev from the Bev <laughs> Show here. I just listened to your great call of the Melbourne Cup on the Body Surf podcast, and I love your work, mate. Keep on body surfing and keep on punting, and don't forget. It's overhead when you're body surfing. Whoa! You beauty! You ripper dipper! He's giving us the you beauty. How good's that? He is one of my idols, the, yes, Bev, the yes. big Bever. Uh, shot to fame through supporting the Hobart Hurricanes. Hurricanes. I think uh, the only supporter of the Hurricanes. Yeah, he, he loves a punt. He loves the Western Bulldogs. So shout oh, out yes. to Big Bev down there in uh, sunny Tasmania. <laughs> I wonder if we could get him body surfing one day. There's some good, uh, good breaks down there. Spur- and I'll bring Spurlow in on this one because uh, as we'll find out a little bit more about you, uh, coming up in our interview, you're a bit of a big wave guy. Yeah, I've um, I've been known to go a few larger waves in my time, but um, yeah, we did have a, a mission earlier this year that uh, that we sadly had to abort. Uh, uh, well, we pulled the pin on it, but we were sort of uh, aiming on getting down there to ship sterns and. Um, uh, yeah, the wind was just looking a bit iffy. We, uh, I think it was late February and we pulled the pin and uh, I reckon it was probably one, two weeks later, uh, Tassie was off the cards. Mm. Uh, skunked by COVID. Yes, well, I, I don't think Bev would be... Uh, I think he's maybe a little bit of a beginner for, for that. Right, right. But um, yeah, one day, you never know. You never know, Timmy. We, we could be able to... Uh, we could be able to get Bev... 
down there. Uh, even if if he's calling the Body Surf podcast, mate, we've got listeners all around That's the nation. It. And uh, yeah, listen, thank you so much, Bev, for that. I. I, I'm I'm starstruck. Well, if if you haven't heard of Bev, he's a he's a fanatic sports fan from Tasmania. Loves the Body Surf podcast. Uh, so hopefully we can get him on the show one day. But he, he he's just one of those guys that is, is such a good presenter, Owie, and we've got a lot to learn from him. But I think he was very impressed with your call. Um, probably didn't understand the concept of it. No, no. Did you send him now? Did you send him the uh, call that I did live on the show or the, or the other call that I, I, I pre-recorded? I don't think he's listened to it. Oh, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's upsetting. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Wolfo because uh, I'm running out of credit here. <laughs> let's cross live to the tally room. Wolfo, how's it going in there, mate? All right, the votes are in. The Oop. tally's complete. Here we go. Uh, all right, all right. I think you should start with um, five. Now, I'll just just before you get into uh, <laughs> before you get into the results there, I just want to shout out our good friend, friend Hamish for uh, getting a total of zero votes. <laughs> <laughs> because nice, I, obviously nice. we've seen the votes, and so he's... Um, He's got a, a total of zero votes in a competition that he could have actually voted for himself in. So, <laughs> so well done there, mate. So I'm guessing last is Hamish. Wolfo, can you please confirm? Yeah, just start confirming Hamish on zero donut points. Um, yeah, well done, Hamish. <laughs> Um, I, I actually liked it. Yeah, I, I, I really, it I, I yeah. thought it was quite a good concept. The whole co- not COVID, it's um, womp deprivation syndrome, and uh, yeah, I, I think it had merit. But you know what? It wasn't what the wasn't what the voters wanted. That's right. Um, in fourth position, Johnny Watson. I actually really liked this one, mm. but it only got one vote. Oh. Yeah, and I thought that was a bit upsetting as well because I like John's. John went to a bit of effort. He put a, put together a, a little montage of all the body surfing that he'd done, and then uh, yeah, said that uh, the Patinga would be fitting into his his little slot there instead of the uh, Taylor's mistake, I think it was. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm upsetting to see that that didn't get more votes, Wolfo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now we're into the the kind of big three. Um, in third place was the vote for E, which was Dylan Moore. He got 61. Wow. That's a lot of votes. Big. So, um, so, yeah, we came down to the last two, which was uh, Georgia and Scotty. Uh, Scotty from uh, Soco. Have we got and a drum roll here, Timmy? No, <laughs> he's shaking his head. Oh, please. We've got nothing. And much like the US election, we've been waiting for Georgia's late votes to come in. But, um, <laughs> Did you write that one, Wolfo? Hey, oh, that's good. Um, but she's, she's fallen short. Scotty has taken it out, oh. 109 to 90. Oh, so it actually was quite close. Very and then close. I, I saw Georgia having a late surge. Uh, but there you go, Scotty. Scotty from the Stocko Wampers. How good. He's come in, 109 to 90. And uh, well done to him. And what a video it was. Mm, it was. Uh, I, I really like Georgia, so uh, condolences, Georgia. It was a great video. Thanks for sending it through. But... The Stocko boys have got a new toy to play with. Yeah, how good is there that? There you go. Now, Wolfo, uh, thank you for telling the votes there in um, in Trump Tower. And uh, <laughs> what do you, what do you got on for the rest of the night, mate? You're not here with us tonight, so. No, I'm just um, actually down down on the south coast at the moment, but I'm 
tuning in watching the uh, podcast. Yeah, sorry about that, mate. Just faded out. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll catch up with Wolfo a little later. Um, now, this must be very confusing to Peter. You've never listened to the podcast before. You have no idea what's going on right now. Complete virgin. Complete to be virgin. fair, I don't really know what's going on right now either. So that was a lot of fun. But yeah, awesome, awesome to uh, give away such a great prize. And we've given it away. We've got a clean slate now, are we? Yes, we do. And we've got some big stuff coming up, so that's going to be incredible. I'm very excited about this new stuff. This whole desk that we're sitting behind is full of prizes. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. So the, the, we've got another giveaway coming. Uh, this one's going to take absolutely no skill. <laughs> now, we're not actually f- officially launching this until next week, yeah, are we? That's right. But we can tease it. We tease it. A little bit of a tease. If you've ever ha- uh, gone into a meat tray raffle down the down the local pub mm. or the RSL. It's effectively that, but for body surfing. And you won't get food poisoning from this. Well, you might. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some of those stickers uh, could be edible. <laughs> That's not. Uh, so uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to launch uh, the official Christmas, mm. biggest Christmas body surfing giveaway ever. We don't have a name. That's the working title. Uh, <laughs> so if you've got a better one, maybe leave it in the comments. Uh, and if not... Please purchase some tickets. Uh, they're going to be available through our Instagram page. Just send us a direct message. Yeah, we'll, we'll have some more news on that in the, in the coming weeks. But uh, let's turn our attention to our very special guest on tonight's show, Peter Spelling. You've, you've been um, sort of suggested as a guest for a long time, especially by your good friend, cute boy Corey. He's been wanting you to, to come on this, this podcast for a while and he's been sending through a few stitch-ups. I'm not sure if, if we're going to get into them tonight, but we want to learn a little bit about you because you're one of the original body surfers. Corey wanted us to call you a, bo- a handboarder. Oh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's getting a little sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found it fairly insulting that you'd had no idea who we were. <laughs> I did. Like, like, Corey told you that Tim's name was John. Uh, he did, he did. I quickly sorted that out, though, and I <laughs> thought that was a stitch-up. Yeah, well, I get it, mate. You're Australia's Mark Cunningham. <laughs> Grandpa Salander. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit younger than Mark. <laughs> How how much younger? How old are you, mate? Is that uh, is that okay to say? Yeah, I'm I'm 48. All right. Yeah, you're so, almost 50. What yeah, are you doing for the big five zero? I don't know. Will they let us out of the country? Uh yeah, probably two years. Probably. Maybe I'll go to the Maldives. Yeah, right. Yeah. Over the yeah, Maldives. Yes. Now I was actually going to. Oh, I was going to ask this question. Have you surfed many waves around the world? Um, I've done a bit of surfing over in California. Uh, lots of surfing in Fiji. Uh, Indo, yeah, a few few waves around the place. So tell us a bit more about you. Uh, who are you, mate? Well, I mean, you don't know us. <laughs> we don't know you. We want to get to know you. The body surfing community want to get to know you. I, I feel as if since I started taking body surfing more seriously, I would, I would always hear about Spurlo yeah. who, who surfs uh, out of Cape Salander and um, only goes out when it's big and heavy. <laughs> and then I found out you're a... You're an old salt. <laughs> You're an all-seasons body surfer. And oh, look, it's it's just balancing that uh, work and family commitments that uh, you you got to get it when it's on. So if it's if it's a pumping week, I'll try and get out there two, three, four times. Then I might go two or three weeks without getting away. Mm. So um, yeah, just whatever the gods throw. But um, yeah, I just don't have the. T- I mean, I'd love to get in the water every day, but I just don't have the time to go out there and and pursue that. So. Um, yeah, life. 
So where did the love start, mate? Where where was it? Were you a grom? Were you? Did you get into it late? Mate, I um, I was thinking about it on the drive out. I I actually got I I, I sort of discovered a bit myself. Um, you know, just with the fins as a sort of six seven year old. Um, uh, you know, straight ahead at the shore. But I I would say that proper body surfing was actually taught to me by a girl when I was about ten years old. Wow. And, uh, and she was about five years older than me. But, um, yeah, and that was up at um, uh, that sort of Shoal Bay sort of neck of the woods up there. Zenith Beach, I think, was maybe where I first uh, got my first tube. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I played around with it. I always liked it and enjoyed it. Um, and then when I, I was a board surfer right through my sort of teen years and uh, in my sort of, uh, I guess, 21 or so, I got a knee reconstruction and it was six months off the surfboard, so... I was like, I'm getting back on the uh, body surfing and uh, doing it at a bit bit of a different level than I did sort of standing on the sandbar. So, um, yeah, and, you know, I did use a handboard in those days. Mm. Right, so I'm guessing you don't use a handboard as much anymore. Uh, no, I've, although I, there is some footage floating around uh, <laughs> possibly with me uh, using one. But, uh, no, when I, I went over and... Um, Decided I was going to compete at Pipe in 2001, which was no handboard event. Mm. Was, um, so I ditched them the handboard in, uh, I say them because I was using Wave Blades for a year or two before that. Which You're the, the first two. person, we're sponsored by Wave Blades. Not not the not the ones from the US. The one on each hand. The one on each hand. Yeah. Okay. We're not actually sponsored by Wave Blades, but <laughs> unofficially sponsored by Wave Blades. Yeah. Well, that, that's a funny story because you know uh, Bob Davis, who was the the guy. I don't even know if Bob Davis is still alive, but you know I went over because my wife's from uh, California, and I was over there and went down to his garage in Oceanside to get them injection molded onto my really? hands. And, uh, you know, and it came with a bit of danger about it too. He's like, oh, sometimes the neoprene leaks and it'll rip a piece of skin off uh, when it comes off. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I took it, lost no skin in there. But, um, yeah, it reformed my style. How did they go? Really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah, they took a bit. Only the small ones. The big ones, I reckon, would have been a bit tougher. But, um, but the good thing about them was, um, you know, I went from, uh, actually before that, I'd been using a pod for... I'm ashamed to say, really. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, mate. He doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good. Hit me up on Instagram. Um, the uh, yeah, so I was using uh, using a pod, so on, on the right arm, and um, my my right shoulder's still blowing out from <laughs> from using a pod. So um, so it reformed my style back to to uh, yeah, you you know, going left and right the way nature intended, um, and then yeah. That was like the training wheels got off those for pipe and, you know, been predominantly off them ever since. How did you, to like, to make the transition from stand-up to, to body surfing and then also you, you're known as a big wave guy, did you start off in the big stuff or did you go to some smaller beach breaks before... I I think when I was riding a board and got my knee reconstruction, you know, I was like comfortable in waves, you know, six to eight foot sort of waves. I wouldn't have said I was really a, an all-time great board surfer, but yeah, but it would certainly, I was not fearful of, uh, of, of catching waves. And, you know, I mean, there's certain advantages of not having to worry about a board in, in big waves. Mm. 
Absolutely. Now, we, we've touched on a bit of gear before and, and you actually um, have some flippers that I'm very fond of, but we should probably get into what gear you ride with now. Now, you are more of a freestyler. You don't use the, the hand boards or the hand planes. Um, do you? First of all, do you have a floppy bucket? Do you know what a floppy bucket is? I do have a floppy great, bucket. Yes. Great. So yes. what is in your floppy bucket? Um, at this time of year, uh, I've still probably got the steamer in the uh, yes, in the floppy, yeah. uh, the floppy bucket and um, I've got a... Uh, a pair of tech fins, which I uh, which I use, and uh, so the rubber ones, <laughs> and um, uh, a tub of Vaseline, um, not for Corey, mind you, um, and um, <laughs> just, there's a bit of a delay there. It's a delay, delay, telecast. Can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I think I've got some zinc cream that's probably yeah. got about twelve years out of it. It's um, <laughs> yeah, it's more powder than than uh, anything else. Now, why the rubber techs? Because I I have the the tech twos and uh, absolutely love them because they're so comfortable. Are the rubber ones just as comfy? Um, look, I've I've used rubber ones since. Don McCready gave me my first pair, uh, which which lasted twenty years actually in the in the late nineties, and um, they're just they're stiffer than the uh, than mm. the silicon ones. So um, you know, bit more uh, power. Yeah, definitely more power. Um, I'd say they're not they're certainly not as stiff as a the fin, but um, yeah, I think it's a good sort of compromise. So um, yeah, they served me well for uh, for many years. Now, when was the first time you hit Cape? Um, I probably somewhere around 2002, 2003, it was just after, um, uh, Cape had featured on the front of Tracks magazine with the, uh, with the bra boys, I think Richie Vass getting launched out of the lip on a, on a 10 footer. Um, and it always fascinated me where that, where that wave was. And, uh, so I asked a lot of questions and then I ended up, um, um, Glenn Duffus was a photographer who uh, ended up being the photographer at my brother's wedding. So, um, yeah, he told me all about where it was. And, um, yeah, so first day out there was not great. I remember Mark Matthews was out there. Um, but, yeah, it was a bit of a choppy sort of onshore day. But I, I did – in the early days, I did all of my – original surfing out there more at middles that was really the wave that i chased and okay. um and still you know I, I still think is the best body surfing wave on the planet so mm. um, it's just fickle as you said it was a bit choppy do you remember getting many waves that day uh i got a few waves not a lot of waves i don't think anybody got a lot of waves but um it certainly wet my appetite so when did with the passion for that wave start did it was it launched that day or did you have another session that really got you going i, I think for that first five plus years it was all about middles okay yeah, yeah so it's it's interesting um cape was no i mean at the time the bra boys were beating up the uh body boarders out there mm. so there were never any body boarders um the uh you know you'd get down there often there'd be no one out you'd be praying that there'd be someone out mm-hmm. um so uh yeah and 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 i would never never used to go out there on the sort of days i go out now it was like you know it was kind of known it's only a low tide wave but you know we surf it on all sorts of tides now mm. and often you know keeps a crowd down at high tide so mm. yeah when did you meet Corey, Corey, probably 
I don't know, what's he, about 15 now? He must have been 12. <laughs> he only looks um, 15. Yeah. <laughs> He's a little bit older. Is his mum still driving him? <laughs> out to Cape. <laughs> I think he did go out to Cape with his mum the first couple of times. Power to him. Um, I think I think he's uh, I think he was about seventeen. So um, yeah, it was only only really. I mean, for me, it seems like really not that long yeah, in the two, in the, ago, in the yeah. grand scheme of things of you know being out there for sort of seventeen, eighteen years. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So how has the um, how has it changed over the past? I guess twenty years almost. You've been surfing Cape. How have you seen it change? And uh, I guess body surfers going out there. I I see it seem to have this idea that inadvertently we've changed the the perception of Cape because people look at it now and go, well, if someone can body surf it, I can surf it or I can um, bodyboard it. Has it lost its fear a little bit? Um, I, like I think it has. I think it's lost its fear for everybody. I mean, well, you know, 10 years ago you'd surf out there. Um, when the board riders are out there, they'd be lucky to be four, five or six people in the water. You know, now mm. you get days where there's like, 20 or 30 people in the water so you know jet skis galore and photographers you know in the early days you you get uh it was always like macca that'd shoot from land but you'd, you'd never get anyone out shooting in the water mm. and I, I guess what's the what do you think the perception is of body surfers in in the water now like did you used to get yelled at for instance no I, look uh, I, I remember particularly that um you know kobe abaddon used to come down there he was like the enforcer you know if anyone showed up with uh well, he, with sent a, it, he sent an instagram the other day saying he's coming back yeah. <laughs> he's gonna boot uh, all the boogs yeah. to the island uh, yeah yeah there's some some pretty solid units amongst the boog <laughs> community these days uh, the uh but yeah and and so like i remember uh you know one of my mates dean who uh we were down there we've been down there suiting up to go at middles on you know big big you know, just middles always big ugly days and um uh, you know, he'd come and it'd be like five o'clock. It'd be just on dawn in the car park. He'd be like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> he'd be like, "We're body surfers," mm. and he'd be like, "He could tell the wheels were ticking over." <laughs> what do I think about body surfers? <laughs> I, mean, I don't have a paradigm for that. But yeah. uh, he's like, "That's okay then." <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, we we never really got um, got much shit there. Uh, yeah, so yeah, in the original days, it was just yeah, board riders and body surfers and. So that that kind of worked really well because you know you, you can't really get although the the level of the surfing's definitely improved out there but you can't really get those real steep takeoffs so much on a board so mm. um, you know they'd often be leaving behind ones that'd be um, yeah perfect so um, yeah it was it certainly I look back at it as a good old days now mm. Mm. and do you uh, do you do you think it's you said the good old days um, what about now the when I go out surfing now I, I feel as if everyone's just more happy everyone's happier i remember surfing as a grom and it where everyone was kind of like just fighting each other for waves and yelling at each other if you dropped in which is fair enough but like there was just not like it was never fun surfing when i was younger but now i fight like everyone's calling each other onto waves and happy and do you find that still yeah yeah the, i mean i think most of the places um you know I, I think there's a certain respect amongst most people that you either know what you're doing or you're not getting any waves if you're not getting any waves as long as you're not getting in anyone's way mm. then everyone's cool with that otherwise everyone respects and, and I, so i've never had any sort of aggro out there um, even when I've dropped in on a few people from <laughs> <laughs> occasionally, 
Not Ricky. Ricky's the one that drops in on me, but anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> he sits on the shoulder, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, not as far out as Nick, but, you know, oh. but, in, but, in, between, but in between. But Nick gets all the good photos. <laughs> That's the thing. He's got to do it for the Aporto deal. Yeah. Um, now, Spurlo, what, what was your best session out, Cape? Have you had one? Have you had one that's just like been imprinted in your memory? Forever. Um, def- I've definitely had uh, the the middles would be my most memorable session, but yep. um, but I think the days that um, at Cape that have been really good have been the days where yeah, just and and even now you can get it when there's just not that many people out there, mm. and it's a it's a wave where even when it's onshore and it's not that big and it's definitely not quite right, you can still get ripping good barrels out there mm. so um yeah so you know any any day you come in you've had come out of half a dozen or so tubes out there is always a good day is it your favorite wave in the my, world well my middles would be my favorite wave but mm. um but cape yeah, definitely the the beautiful thing about cape is for its consistency like it's 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 on often um so yeah you, you never have to wait too long yeah that's for sure when was the last time you just surfed a regular beach break when was the last time? With the pod? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. It's a big beach break. Uh, yeah, it's been been a long time since I've surfed a beachy. Um, I, I don't know. I, I can't, you I were can't actually... You, you hate them. You just... I, I can't. It's all about, you know, getting that sand out of all your <laughs> nooks and crannies. It's uh, terrible. You're a very polished man. I can see you wouldn't like sand too much. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm already worn down enough anyway. That's right. Uh, I, I suppose while we're on the um, the theme of Cape, talking about it, um, and my my... My regular question I ask all of our list, uh, all of our guests is, "What's your heaviest beatdown?" I'm sure you would have had some of the worst. I, I reckon my heaviest beatdown of all, and uh, and I reckon I've, I've had in my life I can think back of about half a dozen times where things have looked really quite grim, and um, and you you would expect that you'd have this level of panic that you're going to drown, and it's actually been in those moments where I've actually had my most clarity. And not panicked at all. I think there's something when shit gets really serious, there's something inside your brain that just goes, don't fucking freak out now or you will die. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I think back to probably my heaviest one is um, I had this one day in Fiji. I was staying just with my wife and, um, and I chartered a boat for like the obscene amount of money. I think it was 250 bucks um, <laughs> to go out to Frigate's Pass, which... If you've ever if you've ever been out there, no. So I've been past. Yeah. yeah so frigates, like, so from in the water at frigates, you cannot see any land. Mm. It's three hundred and sixty degrees of water. Uh, it's about eight kilometres out, and uh, well-known tiger shark uh, country. And <laughs> so anyhow, so we bashed into this wind all the way out there for about an hour, and then when I got there, there was like four or five blokes from a boat just getting back into their boat to go, <laughs> and it was just me. With, with my boat and the wind had turned and it was all sort of messy. So we, it was like, well, I've paid for this. Let's go fishing for a bit. So we putted around for a bit, caught a big 20 kilo wahoo, which was good. Um, and then the wind just dropped to nothing, like fully dead calm, nothing. Mm. And uh, and the waves were like, yeah, six, six foot, a couple of bigger ones. And it was sort of a building swell. And I was like, 
oh, that, that, this looks, I've got, like, I've got to go. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm hoping that my Fijian doesn't fall asleep and, and <laughs> wash away. So, um, so I jump in the water and, um, and swim out there, get a couple of waves, but then the, uh, this swell was filling in. It was like 22nd period and, um, uh, you know, I was sitting out, I had to whistle to myself because it was so quiet there. All I could hear was, <laughs> and um and the and the uh, the current was going further up the reef so the boat was getting further and further away you had to keep on swimming back towards the boat so i was freaking out a bit but then another uh, another boat with a couple of surfers showed up and the swell started really building and got up to about uh, 10 12 foot they were just like lines that just went to the horizon and i took one of those big ones into you know like a you know, a bus size barrel mm. um that i was never any chance of making mind you and um yeah got got a hold down and popped up i reckon 100 meters further down the reef and went i was pretty fucking serious <laughs> <laughs> it's in it's fiji's just in on, on another planet yeah it's i mean and, and i mean there's there's a bunch of good waves around there i don't know if cloud breaks the best wave for for body surfing but um mm. yeah certainly those coral coast ones and we've been uh, i did a boat trip out off the forbidden islands down there so yeah some good waves around there mm, for sure it's uh yeah when i found when i went over there and body surfed you'd it can be like that. It can be windy as heck and then just stop. Yep. And then the swell just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's just strange. It's like yep. nothing else, like definitely nothing here on the East Coast that yeah. we nah, um, that long, we have. Long period swells. Yeah. For sure. So, so uh, Timmy, just before you jump in, I want to um, just ask, you're a bit like Timmy in a way. You, I look at you too. And you got both Timmy, glasses. Yeah, that's right. You got both got <laughs> we glasses. We were talking about how hard it is to see when we're body surfing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, and... Like uh, like yourself, Timmy's an avid free surfer. Doesn't like the handboard. Um, mm. But I want to ask you a little little bit about an Instagram post you you, you did a couple of uh, months ago. It was a little controversial. It was. <laughs> I think it's been edited since. I, I believe it read the hardest thing about ha- handboarding is telling your parents. Um, would you like to elaborate on that? And and then following on from that. Can you explain the idea behind the hand surfer? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because, right. I mean, I think That's you were, a well-packaged question, that you, one. Were you riding a hand surfer in that? I was riding a hand surfer, absolutely. Okay. Since I do sell the hand surfer. Yes. So it's well, a that's shameless plug, isn't it? Yeah. So you don't like <laughs> using handboards. Yes. But you do sell one. I do sell one. That's true. You know, um, you know, you, you, your personal opinion shouldn't stand in the way of good business. That's right. Yeah, very true. Now, I, d- I don't think the hand surfer is that bad. What, 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 I've seen. I've seen one. What I, is the hand surfer? So, so the hand surfer dates back to like about 1968. Okay. And it was bought out by uh, at the time when Dunlop Foam were making all the foam blanks for Australia. Like all all Australian made surfboards were made out of Dunlop foam blanks. And um, so they released this at the time. It comes with two straps, which are now Velcro. But they the original ones I've only seen a picture of were actually. Little like little mini leather belt buckles yeah. that you went down and uh, and strapped on. So, um, and that's when I uh, was, you know, body surfing back when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. I had a hand surfer, <laughs> and uh, they were made in manly at the time. And uh, anyway, um, uh, so you know, I when I decided I well, I bought a water sports business, and uh, and I thought it needed a handboard in the range. Mm-hmm. So um, so I saw the hand surfer was not being made anymore so like all good businessmen i knocked it off in china and 
<laughs> yeah, all about it's sustainability. Not the same environmental <laughs> credentials as uh, as Ricky there, but um, but you know certainly I, I think my, some of mine maybe get melted down and made into those recycled <laughs> plastic ones. So yeah, someone's got to supply the raw materials. Well, that's it. I mean, our, 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 not our good friend. I haven't met him, but he's a, a great listener of the show. Uh, Jenna's Jenna's travels. What's his real name? I've got it written down here somewhere. Uh, Jenna Damien. He gave it a pass at fifteen. They're fifteen dollars, aren't they? Uh, I've been back in touch with him, and he's put, he's got it on the shopping list. Oh, does he? Uh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so where where are they sold? Um, well, I, I I suspect he was in uh, Sideways Surf up there uh, on the Gold Coast. Mm. So uh, I can't tell you the list of all the places mm. that uh, <laughs> that they're sold. Yeah, um, but they do work. They do work. Absolutely legitimate. On my Instagram page, I think you've got some video footage of me out at Cape using one. Um, so, yeah, absolutely no problem. And you never lose one. Well, there you go. Uh, unlike wedding rings, I've heard. Yeah, I've lost a few. <laughs> Only three. <laughs> three? <laughs> three. Was that, were they on purpose? No. <laughs> Just like a big shout out to my wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're a bit more than fifteen dollars each, I'm guessing. Uh, the first one was platinum. It was quite expensive. Jeez. The uh, the next two were uh, with titanium. I uh, I buy them on eBay these days, so <laughs> they're uh, quite uh, quite disposable. Is this like the Rabbitohs hooker that uh, <laughs> like oh I lost my wedding ring in the Sydney Harbour and it ends up in a Darwin drug den? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, a bit earlier, you were mentioning some, some big names in the body surfing community. And, and one of the maybe the, the biggest names going around is Don McCready from DMC Fins. Your relationship dates back a while. When did you meet him and what's your friendship like these days? Yeah, look, I, I pretty much uh, met Don in oh, the late 90s, I think. And so um, I think when you start body surfing and, you know, back in the 90s as a body surfer, there was really no community. But, uh, you know, inevitably all roads lead to Don and um, and he kitted me out with some fins and... Um, uh, he was running uh, a website back then, which I think was bodysurf.net. Okay. Uh, had chat boards and whatnot. We uh, we put on together a, a few contests together um, over a, a two or three year period that, you know, connected us with the, the Newcastle crew. So um, I've done business with Don as well. I've distributed some of his products over the years. And um, yeah, we're still very much on good terms. He grew up in Coogee, so... Mm. Um, but yeah, we don't see each other a huge amount of yeah. times just because, you know, yeah. why, why would I go to Avalon? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know. Yeah, so yeah well, I, would, I do. I've actually, one wave I've never ticked off is Little Avalon. I've been <laughs> up there a couple of times to surf it and uh, never had it right. So, um, yeah, if anyone wants to give me a call out when it's on, I'll, uh, I'll try and make it. But I guess you're, you're in deep now with the... The Cape Boys, there's, there's Ricky, there's Nick, there's Corey. Uh, anyone else that you regularly swim with there? Um, no, that's the that's the main crew that, uh, that that's normally. And did you there, all so. meet at Cape, or did you know of them before? Uh, Nick uh, Nick hit me up on Instagram and said he wanted to um, he wanted to surf Cape, and so um, I think I think the first I think maybe the first day we surfed with Nick was out at Voodoo on a sort of oh, six to ten foot day. It was massive and. Um, you know, it, I said to him, you know, when the big ones come, you just got to go to the bottom and keep on swimming. And um, yeah, he caught the wrong wave and wore 
a set and um, yeah, he, he sort of vanished. I was like thinking, how am I going to tell his girlfriend that he's just, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's no, I think I sent a jet ski round to pick him up. He was uh, most of the way to Boat Harbour. So um, yeah, so it was Nick and then, you know, I think maybe two or three sessions later, Nick's like, oh, I bought a friend. And then the friend had bought a friend. and <laughs> So sooner or later, yeah, I've met up with all those guys. Yeah, well, that's it. That's And that's kind of what I um, was asking before yeah. with the body surface surfing there now. And, I mean, even I went out the other day and that was my first time out there. It wasn't a huge day, but I've been out there now and will look to push myself further. Um, is it a... I, th- I feel as if you're the president of the club. <laughs> so, like, the people have Did to I give you permission? <laughs> yeah, I don't recall that. That's right. <laughs> uh, you're like the Kobe of, <laughs> to allow the, the gatekeeper of the body surface at Cape. Um, is it an open invite? Or do you? is it kind of still like you have to earn your stripes? Oh, I do a podcast, mate. That's, yeah. this, that's my pitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of my mates, Grant, from up at uh, Newcastle, he, uh, he he comes down every now and again for oh, over the last 10 years for middle sessions. And, uh, you know, he did uh, he did smash his knee up pretty badly in uh, out at Cape. So, you know, if you know what you're doing and you respect those that have been, you know, and wait your turn and all the rest of it, I mean, all just that good surf etiquette, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I guess it's dying a little bit. I I, I always knew that watching Cape when I was younger, uh, and seeing how insane it was, um, and going, I'll, I'll never get out there. Uh, but I knew that all the groms coming up would eventually test themselves out there, and that's what we're starting to see now. We're seeing the guys that were watching it growing up, going, I'm going to surf that one day, and. They're out there now. Um, I think of some of the guys that, um, yeah, that I've I've seen surf for a while. They've just turned like 17, 18. They've got their licenses so they can drive out there now. And I've seen Cape get like 10, 15 people on a really terrible day now. And it, yeah. Are I you talking about board surfers Board as well? surfers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's ridiculously crowded. I mean, there's days that I'll target now and go, oh, this is like a fickle sort of day. This will go under the radar and mm. then there'll be 10 or 15 people out there. Yeah. Like, what? And they're, But they're good. They're, the guys that are surfing it now, the young guys, are, they're quite good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. The um, The level of surfing's definitely um, definitely improved. And, you know, I mean, all these breaks are a bit the same. There's always that sort of mystique about it. You know, I, uh, I remember when I went over and surfed a pipeline, you know, like there was so so much mystique about it and I remember being out in the water when the first wave broke at third reef and you look around and go is anyone panicking here but uh, <laughs> but all the you know the Brazilian female bodyboarders they they weren't panicking so I felt mm. comforted by that <laughs> where do you see the sport growing to Spurlo I, I mean it's uh I feel as if you you kind of stand a bit back from it like you, you're not you're a great body surfer I, I like, and I'm not trying to blow wind up your up your backside, um, but you you're one of the people that's very kind of quiet mm. about the whole thing. So, yeah, I guess I guess that's because for so many years, I mean, when I first started surfing all these places, there was nobody surfers. You mm. know, it's um, you know, I was surfing out at Voodoo back in the mid '90s, body surfing. You know, I, I would have surfed out there for five plus years before I saw anyone so yeah I don't need to get in uh, you know I wasn't I wasn't really looking for friends they sort of found me but uh, yeah, yeah I take them all in yeah. <laughs> well mate you can uh, always if you want to uh, break your uh, your beach 
mm. I guess virginity uh, again, well, again, no, again, again, again. It's a second it's, coming. Yeah. Well, if you want to make the second coming on the beach, we're um, we're open for uh, team members at at Wampoff next right, year. We've got right. one spot available. Right. Yes. Yes. Now, well, I've been knocking back offers all year, waiting for this, but um, <laughs> but, I, but I'm, st- I'm still going to take a minute. To okay. Who else has been pursuing you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can. Uh, I'll try and find some of your lost wedding rings. I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us a little bit about uh, your other ventures, mate. I, I now I've um, as much as you want to go into, obviously, because I feel as if, as a businessman, you you're the you're the front of the company. And and I spoke to many people last week, and they're saying, "Oh, Ricky was pretty reserved on the on the podcast." And you get him off, and he's he's all laughs. <laughs> uh, and uh, he's the face of his company. He he needs to be very careful about what he says. Yep. Um, but from conversations I've had with Corey, you're very behind the scenes. So your face isn't in front of the company. You do a lot of import, no, uh, yeah, exporting sort of thing. I mean, you know, Ricky's company is very different to mine. You know, he's mm. very much, you know, to one product company. I mean, I know he's got a few different styles and whatnot. Um, my company is a number of different business units. I have an automotive uh, part. I have, a, you know, a truck and fleet business. Mm. I have, uh, you know, a water sports company, which I, which I bought. Um, and I have uh, do domestic and pet products. So you know I have three thousand products in mm. my in my range. You know I'm not going to get out there and be the face of uh, <laughs> of all of those. Yeah. Uh, plus, I you know have a face for radio. Not. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I one I heard about, and I need to confirm this with you. Do you do the rugby? I should say rugby, not rugby, because we've got Peter Villandis in the um, right. as CEO now. Uh, the rugby league seat covers. Yeah, no, we do. We do rugby. Um, yeah, NRL and AFL seat covers, formats, steering wheel covers. Yep. Timmy, we might be able to get your Sharkies one. Oh yeah, have you got them in your car? Uh, no, I, I believe I don't. Uh, Are you a fan of the NRL? Um, you know, I, it's it scares people, but I can oscillate between Chooks and um, and the Bunnies. So, oh, that uh, that is know, scary. That, that is scary. But you know, I, I sort of when I when I moved to the eastern suburbs, there was uh, right. the Bunnies weren't in the competition, mm. so I, I chose the the Roosters. Then I moved south towards Maroubra, so you know, I'm, I'm mm. sort of got a foot in each camp. Depending on who's winning at the particular <laughs> yeah. time, can you can so. you do a, a custom job on the on the seat covers? Could you do a Budgie Boys one? Uh, I could definitely do a Budgie Boys one. That, that oh, could be you? A problem. Yeah, oh, well. we, we we do we have twenty people in manufacturing sort of locally. Yeah. So yeah, well, we've we got our little um, <laughs> we've got our little uh, keels designed with the with the Budgie Boys little. Uh, logo on it, so maybe we, maybe we might be able to work something out to me. Mate, we can't even something organize the hoodies, so I don't know how seat covers are going to go. <laughs> yeah, we're getting hoodies for summer, guys. Uh, so put your order in for that as well. Something for the uh, for the Christmas hamper. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> now, Woofo actually wanted us to launch the Christmas hamper tonight, Oe, but I think we we've got to save it till next week. Oh yeah, we can't. Like, yeah, I mean, we do have. We do have uh, someone here that could talk us through a lot of um, the logistics around how we're going to work this because I'm fairly certain we don't know what we're doing. No. (laughs) How how hard can it be to to run a raffle? Yeah. Well, I thought it was quite easy, but apparently it's not. But we've got uh, prizes from, uh, I think it's over like 10, 12 companies that have all sent things uh, to us to be able to raffle off. It's over $3,000 worth of prizes. Yeah. 
What about you, Spell? Are you gonna mate? Can you throw a hand surfer in? Yeah, uh, I, absolutely. I can probably throw two in. Oh, so it comes oh. in two colours. Here we go. We got two hand surfers <laughs> as well. Hot off the press. Another prize uh, to go. Absolutely. Um, uh, we've got some name suggestions in the comments. The uh, Twelve Days of Wampus. Not bad. Which was good. Uh, uh, but at the end of the day, it's only going to be it's one big raffle. You know, it's not. We're not giving away. They're not over twelve days. We're just doing one day. Mm. Uh, we're going to draw all the raffle tickets in one show. We'll do it live, and we'll get the prizes out to everyone. Now, uh, Wolfo has said to us that we need to get people uh, direct messaging us. I, I believe I do have a little P. He's written up a PDF. Yeah, and we'll go into it more detail. But if you want to to quickly mention a few things, that we go for it now. Um. Uh, Listen, not really. Yeah. I think it's just um, <laughs> we've got we've got the raffle tickets to give away. They're they're going to be, um, I think they're going to be five bucks a five bucks a ticket. Yeah, uh, and we've got you're getting a certain amount. I think it's like f- if you get paid twenty. F- is it twenty dollars? I think you get fifteen. Five. You get five, and yeah. then fifty. You get you know a couple yeah. more. We're doing maths here, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think we'll we'll dedicate a show to it next week on yeah. between the sets, yeah, uh, and really focus in on it. And yeah, we're trying. We're going to try and get this in and out. So please have your cash ready to buy the tickets. And uh, as Spurlo's just said, he's got. Uh, two little hand surfers. Jeez. So I mean, yeah. retailing at thirty dollars. <laughs> Absolutely, well, bad. I, I think I think the RRP is twenty dollars. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of, of the handboards, but I I'm obsessed with trying to work out how to do double. Well, that's what. See, you should have got the wave blades. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I lost my set too. I actually no, I gave them away to be honest. And um, yeah, but see, maybe you could do use a hand surfer on each. That's what you I'm know, thinking. It's I'm, a doable thing. I've tried it with the bad fish. Two bad fish, not bad. Pretty it's good. A, it's a doable good. thing. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'll take that to um, um, to Cape and um, I would love to see you go down to the double. Oh my goodness! I'll <laughs> see, see what we can do. Well, maybe, uh, <laughs> Spurlo, uh, maybe some. Do you have any parting words for us? You, as I said, you're the you're the Mark Cunningham of Australian body surfing. <laughs> I, I've dubbed you uh, Grandpa Salander <laughs> <laughs> forever now. You could change your Instagram handle to that if you would like. Uh, I wouldn't suggest it, but. Uh, Mate, for us, for us young at heart. Yeah. Well, what um, do you got? What do you got for us? I, you know, look, I just like to, I just like to see guys going out there and, and sort of pushing it. You know, and um, the the motto that um, that you know I've always used all the way through is, um, you know, when I've been pushing the limits is, um, you always just get out there, and if you ca- if you, that's just that's where you win, just by getting out there. If you don't catch a wave, that's okay. At least you got out there. Mm. Uh, and put yourself in a position where you, um, where you know if one comes you can take it and mm. um, I've never ever come in and not caught a wave mind you so um, you know I, I, I do say I'm uh, you know I don't have a zero threshold to pain or uh, or anything like that and um, you know it can be scary when it's uh, when it's big but I've, my uh, my superpower is that I just forget all the bad stuff really quickly. So uh, so then I keep on doing stupid things one time after another and uh, rules to live by. Really good advice there, Spurlo. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, so as we wrap this podcast up, I'd just like to say thank you to Guy Butcher again yes. uh, for giving us uh, the Patinga to give away. Now, as a reminder, everyone listening to this show right now, if you voted... Um, on the Patinga competition, you're entitled to 15% off. I'm pretty sure it's any board. Wow. Now, I, don't, I, I didn't confirm that with guys, <laughs> so maybe it could just be the Patinga. 
Um, anyway, it's 15% off. If you really like the Patinga, go and have a chat with Guy. I'm sure he can do you a deal. All you have to do is say, the Budgie Boy sent you. Yeah. And, mate, that's great. Mar- is that good marketing That is good. Fella? That is good. Is that, is that good? Is that, is that how it works in the biz? Is that how you just say? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, if you're looking for, for some, yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was just, I was just thinking. Can please nobody hit me up for a discount off the hand <laughs> like, You're only going to save three bucks. Don't be a tight ass. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, do you know the sign? I know you've never listened to the show before. Do you know the sign off? Um, no. <laughs> well, uh, we got to get out of here. And don't forget, <laughs> it's overhead when your body's surfing. Whoa, you beauty, you ripper dipper. Catch you later, mate. Very good.